Super Awkward Fun Cast with your hostess El Latham. Welcome to the um, episode that's a little more light than usual. <laughs> Going back to like my roots um, and doing a SAG Awards edition. So um, if you don't want to hear about the movies and what they propagandized this year, Maybe you could skip this episode, but I don't recommend it because I'm a hoot and a holler and I think you should stay. So please do. And so basically I wanted to start by saying that this is the only awards show that I am at all involved in personally. So I'm sag I'm a union member, um, an acting union member and I paid all my dues and everything, so I got to watch all of the performances, good and bad, this year that were nominated for the SAG Awards. And I'm just gonna go over like what was nominated and what I thought of it and what I thought of the show. So let's maybe get started with the nominations. So a lot of shit I didn't love was nominated but it is what it is. Let's see if they still have that information. And I can give you the nominees and tell you what I thought. Thanks for joining me for the new episode. I'll get back into politics more, although this does have some politics in it. Oh, they do recipients now. I want nominees, bitch. Okay. Poop, 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 poop. So they didn't give me a whole lot to choose from in the cast categories for like a motion picture. And what I gathered from, I'll get back to that. Never mind. Um, so the most egregious nominations that I saw, in my opinion, having viewed both of the performances, was the um, inclusion of Barbie just one of the worst films I've seen in a minute in terms of structure. So I'll go into that. Like, I know you want to know what I thought of Barbie. Well, I'll tell you. It was very disjointed for me. It was very incoherent. It was not weird enough to really be original. Um, I didn't like America Ferrera's character at all, like at all, at all, at all. And the kid was super on the nose. Everything was on the nose, but everything, the thing you don't know about me, oddly enough, being my awkward character and everything, is that I love subtlety in movies. I don't like shit thrown down my throat. Certainly not messages about feminism from companies that are not really that, (laughs) that are selling toys. And so that's what I got. It's like, this is basically Transformers for girls. Like, what are we trying to do here? And also, by the way, I used Transformers too. I played all the toys. I was non-binary before it was a thing, even though we all are. 
you know, naturally, because we're not computers, <sighs> except our elections, right? Everything's non-binary except the elections. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so Barbie was nominated. That's not even the worst film, amazingly. Like, there was some good, there were some good moments, not in the script, but in the acting, if we're looking at the acting, I would say that, yes, Ryan Gosling was the best part of that movie. Everybody will say that. It's not untrue. It's not super surprising because he's a good actor. He's good at comedy. He's done it before many times. He knows what he's doing. And he can sing a little bit. And he's been singing since he was in the Disney Mouse House thing. Disney Club. Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so yeah, he's been in the game for a while. She's been in the game for a while, Margot Robbie, even in her native Australia. Like, she's been around. She's been doing shit. She knows what she's doing. She couldn't make me care about that character as much as she wanted me to. And that was my issue with her. That's why I don't think she should win. And I'm glad she didn't. But anyway. Um, another option <laughs> was American Fiction, which I would say that I didn't enjoy it more than other films, but it kind of dragged on and it didn't really go as well as I thought it could have gone. I have not read the original source material, the book that it's based on, Erasure, but I can imagine it probably went a little further than that because I did read a little bit about it and it looked like it had a different structure that was more evident in the last part of that film. I'm not going to spoil anything, by the way. If you're wondering about spoilers, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just telling you what I thought. Uh, okay. So, these are super awkward reviews without Latham. I might put this on YouTube. Um, ooh, we could do like little clips. Ooh, fun. Let's do that. Because then you don't have to just hear me. Which I know is boring as fuck. Okie dokie, hokey pokey, artichokey. All right, I'll give you a little piece of everything. I'll go like, a, okay, I'll do a trailer of Barbie, even though I can't stand it. Let me do a little teaser of Barbie. We're doing teasers. We ain't doing trailers. We ain't fucking that shit. Oh, it should be the second teaser. Hold on, hold on. We'll do a second one. We'll do it live. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Oh, we are not playing that song. Mm -mm. But you get the point. Like, that was hers. That was their little thing. The funny thing about the Barbie movie. Oh, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Fuck it. I'm probably going to give you spoilers for this and Oppenheimer just because I can. What happened in Barbie is that you expect Ken and Barbie to be like love interests in the thing. But they hardly talk to They don't hardly talk to each other. They hardly touch each other. They're hardly in each other's lives for a lot of it. And she seems um, bothered by him a lot of the time. And so he's basically a simp the whole time. The whole movie, he's a simp. So it's just kind of disappointing if you wanted that relationship on screen. You did not get it. Sorry. And she ends up basically breaking up with him, even though they haven't done anything. So, 
It's pretty lame. Okay, then there is American Fiction, which will probably be a better trailer, I bet. Because that was an interesting film, I'll tell you. Let me see if I get a, a teaser trailer. No, but this is fine. Are those human remains? You guys have a permit for that? Just shut the fuck up, Philip. Cliff, you don't talk to me like that. You want me to beat your ass? I'm just- Fuck out of here, Philip! I will eat your sweater vest for dinner. Always been a fucking douche. Listen, Monk, you need some time off. Why don't you go back and spend a little more time with your family? You know that all successful writers are tormented by their families. You look fat. Okay. Item lately. Your books changed people's lives. It's something I've written never changed your life. Absolutely. My dining room table was wobbly as hell. Oh my God. Look for your laughs. The book came out. It was like perfect. <laughs> How's your brother doing? I still live in Tucson. What's wrong with Tucson? There's one gay bar and it's full of college kids. One of them asked me if I was Tyler Perry. I mean, Tyler Perry lives in Atlanta, right? Fuck you. <laughs> Okay, that gives you like an idea of what it is. But basically he writes a book as a, you know, troll. He calls it something. <laughs> and it ends up being a bestseller and everything. And it's like the most annoying, dumbass, you know, white bread version of African-American life, as the liberals would say in the movie. But like, it's an interesting premise. It just isn't as interesting as they think it is. In the writing. Um, so the writing kind of fails um, in that one. Okay, then we got the color purple. We all know that one, but let's remind ourselves about it. See, I'm doing this just because I can. Because this is Podbean, baby. And I can play shit. <laughs> so let's play some shit. Okay, that's official trailer three. There were three? Damn. All right, I guess we'll play the third one. This is from two months ago. I thought this had been out for a while. Anyway. Okay, we had to get that hell no in there. But I like the hell no song. That was pretty good. It was, it was okay. It was just kind of long, you know? It was very long. The performances were really good. Um, Taraji wasn't doing much of anything that I could really say anything about. Which is why she wasn't nominated. But anyway, she's nominated with the cast. But the cast was fine. It was just kind of the same thing we've seen. And I'm sure if... You, I don't know because I've never seen the play. But I'm sure if the musical... People who had seen the musical and seen this, they probably wouldn't see much difference. And they would probably see a very, you know, basic kind of structure. 
Um, but anyway, I like the acting. It, there was nothing that screamed out at me. I was very impressed with Fantasia's performance because I never knew that she could act like that. But other than that, it was just like, eh. And then there's Killers of the Flower Moon. If you've seen that, you get a medal. Everyone who watched that all the way through in one day should get a medal, in my opinion. Now this is gross because it's like Apple TV, but eh, whatever. Oh wait, maybe we'll go to that teaser. Also, I'm not putting any links to these. You can find them yourselves. So that's showing like the racist, you know, parts of it. We're not <laughs> patriarchal, not patriarchal. What is that? Thing? White supremacist kind of stuff. Like, like there's a lot of stuff in this movie, a lot of things to think about. Because um, it's based on the true story, right? Because it was a, a real trial and everything. It would have been cooler. Like what I think about that is that if they spent more time on the trial then they spent on setting everything up. Like, we get it. We get what's happening. I'm not going to say what's happening, but we get what's happening after a while. It's pretty obvious what's happening. We don't have to keep retreading and retreading. I feel like that movie definitely could have been at least 30 minutes long, uh, shorter. And I don't know what Martin Scorsese was thinking. Or, he's not even thinking. I don't know. He was just, it's a laziness or something. I don't know, because that could have been a shorter movie. And I would have liked it a little more if I didn't see so much of it. <laughs> but I will say, you know, I did enjoy Leo's performance. And because I enjoyed Leo DiCaprio's performance probably more than anyone in the fucking movie, I had to vote for this film's cast in that category. Because the next one <laughs> is Oppenheimer. And there's no way in fucking hell I'm voting for that shit. Let's... Be fair and get that teaser. I don't think we have an actual teaser. Oh yeah, we do. Okay, might be a little too much of a tease. No? Maybe not. This is a national emergency. Didn't need a charge. We're in a race against the Nazis, and I know what it means. The Nazis have a bomb. Let's go recruit some scientists. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yes, yeah, the Nazis, guys. 
We, if we didn't, we, if they didn't have the bomb and use it, then the Nazis. What about the Nazis? What about the Nazi scientists in Project Paperclip? Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip. What about the Nazis, guys? The Nazi scientists that make the rockets. What about the Nazis? Think of the Nazis that had already decided, man, we're done by the time the bomb was constructed and planned to be dropped on a country and their civilian population who had nothing to do with anything. Oh, and let's forget the fact, because it was never mentioned throughout the whole fucking film, that Rockefeller is the reason the A-bomb even got made. <laughs> let's forget that fact. We're not even acknowledging it. We're not acknowledging that. Just going straight up state-sponsored propaganda. Thanks, Nolan. So fun. Thanks. And three hours of my life, I believe. I mean, I'm going to make sure that's true. Felt like three hours. Could be two and a half. Who knows? Everything's over two hours now, fucking... For some fucking reason. Um, can't tell a story in 90 minutes, I guess. Not anymore. 180 minutes of my life that I'm never getting back. That I had to give. Because there was... I, I'm not going to not watch the stuff. I have to watch the stuff to talk about the stuff in the first place. And of course, this is the one that ends up winning. Of course. I'll talk about that later. Then we got female actor in a leading role. Goddamn. By the way, Emily Blunt is in this category. I do not understand why. Her character, Kitty, is the most boring fucking person. And is not even, like, barely in most of the movie, in my opinion. Or maybe she's just, like, fades away at some point. I don't know. But she's barely there. She does not need to be nominated at all. But whatever. Annette Benning was nominated for Nyad. I did watch Nyad. It was one of the first films that I watched for the performances. And damn, they were some tan bitches. Tan, tan, tan. But the people who they were playing were tan bitches too. But then I looked into the story and it turns out it wasn't as, as it was told in the movie. And it wasn't as told in the memoir. And There were some issues there. Um, I didn't take too much of that to heart. But like... Or into consideration, but it was still a knock. Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon was nominated. She was nominated for every goddamn thing. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I'm not a liar. You know I don't lie. She was nominated because she's Native American. And Native Americans were killed in that movie for, for oil, but still, they were killed. So, you know, it's kind of like a mea culpa. Here, let's give an award to this Native American, who's not of the tribe that she represents in the movie, but, or plays in the movie, but she's Native American. She'll do. And I think it's disgraceful to award someone just because of what they look like and not because of their performance. Unless they just don't understand performances, or she was so understated and they loved it, compared to Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and everybody. But I did not love it. Because <laughs> I felt like some of it was very flat, and it didn't match the energy that I got from the other players. But hey, what do I know? I'm nobody. 
Um, Carrie Mulligan, who's the one I voted for because I had no other choice, honestly. At least she's in Maestro. At least she's an, a, an active participant in the movie with the dude who cheats on her. And once with all the dudes cheating on the chicks in the movies, I, there was a lot of that going on. So much of that. It was just that way. I don't know why. There's a lot of infidelity everywhere. And even fellow travelers, we'll get to that later. Like, dudes cheating on each other. Just cheating, cheating, cheating. Margot Robbie, Barbie. Like, why? Because it's a touchstone. It's iconic. It's not iconic. It's a toy movie. Shut the fuck up. Speaking of what the fuck, Emma Stone. Poor things. I wanted to give her a shot because I like Emma Stone sometimes. And I think she's a decent actor. I didn't love her in The Favorite. I mean, my it is The Favorite. In The Favorite, but I voted for her in The Favorite. Best believe. I had to. Like, that was the only choice I had that one year. That was the last time I voted, I think. But anyway, she's in this movie. Oh, she is in this movie. And this movie is a mess. This movie is a fucking mess. I'll say it. I told you I was going to give you a review in the live stream. Hey, check out my YouTube channel if you haven't yet. AKA L. Well, it's not AKA L. Latham, is it? It's L. Latham now. Uh, but anyway, that's the old school one. Uh, so you can check out my X Files awkward reviews. You can check out my podcast extras and stuff. Stuff that I don't do here that is more visual. Check that out. Check out the last episode, the Hangout live stream. It's pretty good. But I did say that I was going to give you a review of the poor things. I'm giving it to you now. So, because this is the only one that's not... This is... She and Willem Dafoe are the only ones nominated in the cast. So we'll go through both of their performances. But for her, this was a total force. Everybody loved her. Gee, I wonder why. And I go watch it. And it's Snatch everywhere. Snatch, Snatch, Snatch. Not just Snatch, but... Um, sex, 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 all over it. Whoring, just whoring around. And I was just like, we've been here before. This is nothing new. Also, this is based on a novel, which was different. Should I say book? Anyway, it's based on something where it's got an unreliable narrator, but they treat it in the movie like the narrator is completely accurate. And everything that is told is accurate. And that makes it even weirder. Because it's not supposed to be. And yet it is. And then it just turns into this crazy like feast of the senses. And then there's a lot of sex. And a lot of, you know, ass from different people. You know, but it's, uh, what's his face? Mark Ruffalo. See a lot of his ass. And this just, it's just like... It's trying so hard to be so avant-garde <laughs> and trying so hard to be like super communist, super communist, no, but, or socialist or whatever the fuck it's trying to do. But it has a, an ist to it that is c completely obvious and also stupid because it's a fucking studio film and, you know, no, like that, no. I guess I'll give you a taste of it so you can hear how bad <laughs> it is. Let's see if we can find a scene. I don't know if there's a scene, but let's see. I might end up with a teaser here. No, there is a scene. Okay, this was kind of funny. 
This is a funny clip, but like still, what the fuck are we watching here? Understand we never lived outside God's house. What? So Bella's so much to discover. And your sad face makes me discover angry feelings for you. Right. Become the very thing I hate, grasping succubus of a lover. Find many of them off me now. I'm it. Fuck. And then she's just all retarded and dancing. Like, again, like, I don't want to say retarded, but they say it in the movie. <laughs> Which I gave them a little credit for, because you don't hear that every day <laughs> in the movies, pretty much at all. But somebody called her something retard, and it was kind of funny the way he said it, so I laughed. So that was probably the only genuine laugh I gave to this movie, because it was trying so hard to be funny, and it wasn't. Well, I don't think that's true. But, like, some things that she said was were funny, but it was more, like absurdist funny and also creepy because she's supposed to be I don't even know what to say how do I say this without spoiling any of it I she's a thing and not a person but she's made of a person <laughs> made into a person she's kind of like Frankenstein's creature and then she starts to evolve throughout the film but she's still being used for sexual purposes before she's at the uh, maturity that is appropriate for such an event to take place. So that's another issue that, that is within this film that is very, like, un... Like, not very 2024. Very old-school kind of film, is all I can say. I haven't probably been this annoyed by a film since... Triangle of Sadness, I really did not enjoy that. And if she gets an Oscar, I don't think she's going to get an Oscar. But if she did, wouldn't be surprised. She got the snatch. That's all you need. But Lily's going to probably get it because Native American. So not because of her. I should give you an, a taste of her performance before I get like t told I'm biased or something because I didn't show her stuff. Okay, let me give you a little bit of her. And you can decide, based on that clip, do you want to be on my side? Or do you want to be on the mainstream side that thinks this is great, wonderful acting? It's probably going to be a speech of hers. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's go with... Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, so that's her speaking in the language of the Osage in that scene. And then we have this one. I'm trying to give her some... A little bit of roundedness. He told me he was, he was going with Matt Williams for a time. You talk too much. No, I don't talk too much. 
thinking, well, I got to beat in this horse race. That's all. I didn't realize this was a race. I don't care for watching horses. Well, I'm a different kind of horse. Hong Kashi. Shomikasi, Shekoshi Ajami. What was that? Shomikasi. That's how you are. I don't know what she said, but it must have been Indian for handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only scene where she has any personality, to be honest, because, oh, I'm being mean. I'm sorry. But the character is not easy to pin down, unlike the characters played by Robert De Niro and Leo DiCaprio. Their motives are clear. <laughs> Their conflict is, well, the conflict is clear with Leo DiCaprio's character, and he is actually a human being, a very flawed, very flawed, very dangerous human being in the film. He portrays him that way that you kind of feel somewhat bad for him, but also kind of hate him a little bit. But there's none of that with her. And also it's not transferring to her. Like there's a scene that's supposed to be, I feel like it's supposed to be really special, really interesting, or it could be. But the way she plays it so like, whatever, it just feels like she didn't care about him at all. And I don't think I should be thinking that because if she's going to stay with him, she should care about him, you know? But anyway... That's just my nitpicking. Let's move on to male actor in a leading role. So that's Bradley, Bradley Cooper, maestro. I did not enjoy him. I'm not even going to play him. He was so insufferable as Leonard Bernstein. That was a vanity piece. If there's ever a vanity piece, that was it. He just wanted to make a movie where he was this guy. Oh, and he gets to be a little gay too, but still stay a little bit straight sometimes for the audience. You know, just dabble a little bit in the gayness so he can get the awards attention. It did not work. <laughs> it did not work. He got nominated, but he is not winning shit. Coleman Domingo from Rustin. So Rustin, I would have liked a little bit if it weren't produced by a war criminal and his wife. That would be the Obamas. So that was it for me. Bye. Fuck you. Um, sorry, you are the company you keep. I hate it for you. I did think his performance was very good. He was a little gay, but... I mean, he was a lot gay. He was a gay character. But, you know, it didn't focus all on that, which I appreciated. And again, I would have liked the movie more if it weren't associated with the Obamas. It's very sad that they were associated with it, but it is what it is. Uh, same thing with Oprah. I don't like the Oprah associated with Color Purple, but there's no way that could not be, obviously. So it is what it is. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. This is the one I voted for because I wasn't going to vote for Killian Murphy like every goddamn person else. So I voted for him. I'll give you a little bit of him. He was fun. The Holdovers. It was a very... How do I explain The Holdovers? It was a very slow-moving what is going on? What is the point of this kind of movie? <laughs> it just kind of meanders along. That's how I felt. Um, I haven't seen a boring film like that by the director. I forgot his name already. <laughs> what is his name? Alex. Why do I want to say his name is Alex? It is not Alex. Uh, he, he, there's a hay in there. A hay. Payne. Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. 
I haven't seen an Alexander Payne movie this eh, in a long time. Oh my gosh, is there a scene with him? Okay. I think this is good. Salve, gentlemen. Oh, perfect. Your final exams. I can tell by your faces that many of you are shocked at the outcome. I, on the other hand, am not, because I have had the misfortune of teaching you this semester, and even with my ocular limitations, I witness firsthand your glazed, uncomprehending expressions. Sir, I don't understand. That's glaringly apparent. No, it's... Uh, I can't fail this class. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Mr. Coates. I truly believe that you can. I'm supposed to go to Cornell. Unlikely. Please, sir, my test's gonna flip out. All right. All right, uh, in the spirit of the season, I suppose the most constructive way of dealing with your shortcomings is to offer a makeup exam. You'll all get a second run at this after break. Of course, it will not be the same exam. You will now be responsible for new material as well. Oh, Your grade will be an average of the two. Please open your books to chapter six. The Peloponnesian War, gentlemen. You've already met Pericles. Now prepare yourselves to meet Demosthenes. No offense, sir, but is this really the best time to be starting a new chapter? I mean, we all appreciate the uh, makeup exam gesture, but our families are here. Most teachers have already canceled class. We have chapel in 40 minutes, and then we're out of here. Mm. I mean, our heads are elsewhere. And where exactly is your head, Mr. Tully? I don't know. St. Kitts? <laughs> yes, indeed. I see you brought your valise. Spot on, sir. It's just that it's been a really exhausting semester. Getting into the material now, right before break? Honestly, it's a little absurd. Sir. Well, I would hate to be absurd. So let's just scuttle the whole thing, shall we? Let the original grade stand. <laughs> okay, so like this was a very educational, academic kind of movie. Very much like you would probably you could see this being like put on in class for high schoolers or whatever or college students whatever because it's very like it's like a book but it ain't a book <laughs> the script is very well done um but it's not there's not a lot happening in it that's pretty much what it is it's like the holdovers is the the held back kids who end up in the class and they end up being they study with the professor who Amazingly, is not diddling one of his students, so it's not a very exciting film. But but it's very much like a like a regular down to earth kind of movie, which at least is like a 
a little bit different from the other fare that you're getting. And that's what I appreciated from Paul Giamatti's performance. He had me from the get-go. He's a very good actor. And, you know, I'm not in love with Alexander Payne as a human being. I don't know enough about him other than the accusations. And I don't know what to think of them. So, I'm, you know, it is what it is. I thought Divine Joy was also good, and I also voted for her, but we'll get to that later. So, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. I, you know... I own a Killian Murphy movie, and it's Red Eye, and I own nothing else, and I don't have Peaky Blinders or anything like that. I tried to watch Peaky Blinders a couple of times. didn't really take. I wasn't able to get into it. Oppenheimer is one of the most overrated films of the mainstream films of the year. I was incensed by it so much that afterwards, during the credits, I played OMD, one you know, or, uh, orchestral maneuvers in the darks, Enola Gay. Let's get a little bit of that instead of watching his performance, <laughs> and you'll get an idea of what I mean by playing that at the end, which was actually pretty perfect the way that I played it. It was super crazy, like how it mixed in so well with or synced so well with the the end of the film I started playing it right on the last frame of whatever the last frame is <laughs> I didn't I wasn't taken by Robert Downey Jr. either I wasn't taken by anyone in that movie it, it was black and white and then it was not and then like there was this crazy stupid scene that didn't need to be there and if you saw the movie you would know what I'm talking about in this stuffy room that was just for titillation. There's no other reason that that scene would exist other than, hey, let's show some ass right now and boobs. I just didn't get it. Also, do I want to see that dude fucking people? Not really. Don't really want to, don't need to, but you showed it, so there is that. Um, so Enola Gay is about the, the, the bomb that's dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which is the the object of this film. Like, this film is all about that, except for the Rockefeller connection. Now, this movie, or sorry, this song is kind of happy-go-lucky, but it's got really sad, dark undertones, and it's not playing. <laughs> Play, bitch. This song is better than all of this movie.
I feel like that that melody could be like how you feel. I'm just interpreting shit, but about where you're at before the bomb is dropped. So it's like how the kids, I feel like this is focused on the kids a lot, and the the civilians and everything have felt before that moment that will never change, that will never go away. A15, it's the time it's always been. Is mother proud of little boy today? Like that's literally all like wordplay about the actual bombs. The fact that they named them, they, they gave them nicknames. Like, you're not serious. These are not serious people making this shit. And the fact that, like, they even touched upon, like, in the movie, oh, you know what, the Nazis, you know, are not an issue anymore, but we made this thing and we gotta drop it. Gotta drop it. We put too much time and effort and money into this project, this secret project, which some people worked on, and people in my family, allegedly, worked on, not knowing that they were working on it. How do they sleep at night? I would be, feel terrible if I was working on something so destructive and didn't even know. Like, fuck the government, honestly. And fuck this movie. And fuck Oppenheimer. His fake-ass fucking, you know, oh, poor little me. I feel bad for what I did. You should, bitch. You should. And I don't know, not fuck Killian Murphy, but the way that they fucking don't take it seriously, what the fuck happened, like, and they, the Oppenhomies thing, fuck off. Fuck off with that shit. Jeffrey Wright was nominated as well. We already heard a little bit of him in the teaser. Let's move on to female actor in a supporting role. So that was Emily Blunt. Sorry, she was nominated for the supporting role, which is fair because she's barely in the movie, so fine. Oh, Oppenheimer... Uh, doesn't really do much of anything, not worth talking about. Danielle Brooks sings a lot, has some sassiness to her in The Color Purple. She has that thing. She's, she's got that thing. She's had that thing since Orange is the New Black. She just has that quality that makes you want to watch her and hear what she has to say and care about, care about her character. Penelope Cruz, I didn't care about her character as much. She was just very bitter a lot of the time. Again, she's being cheated on. So fair enough. Um, a lot of get girls being cheated on. I get it. Um, I'm glad he wasn't nominated because he was insufferable. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. But like, he was trying so hard. It was so sad when they tried so hard. Poor babies. But, you know, we're not giving you that. Sorry. So she was nominated. Jodie Foster was nominated. And then it went to D Divine Joy Randolph, whom I voted for. I was like, oh, finally got one. <laughs> um... So she's pretty cool in the hold holdovers. Let's see. Let's hear her performance. So I'm not just singing her praises. I hope there's a scene in here. She's in a lot of the movie. Okay, here we go. That's Mary. Can you not tell Mary or anybody about... Entre This whole goddamn trip is entre Stand up. What? Stand up for the lady, you bore. Harry? Hmm? Well, hello. Sorry, Emily. Oh, we're just happy to see you. Madame? Hmm. Uh, menu? Oh, thank you. Hello, ma'am. Would you like a cocktail to start? Oh, no, I'll just take a cup of tea. Oh, come on, have a cocktail. No, no, 
a cup of tea is fine. I've eaten already. And you, gentlemen, did you save room for dessert? Hmm. Yeah, what's that? That's our signature dessert, Cherry's Jubilee. Mm. Sounds great. <laughs> Bring the young vandal here, Cherry's Jubilee. Well, I'm afraid I can't. The dish contains brandy. Same deal with the bananas, Foster. Yeah, but doesn't the alcohol just burn off? Mm. It's still against the rules, ma'am. Fine. I'll order the cherry jubilee. We can share it. I can't allow that either. Can we say it's his birthday? It's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, young man. Let's get you a slice of cake or some other age-appropriate dessert. Christ on a crutch. What kind of a fascist hash foundry are you running here? Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Do you by chance have cherries? Yes. Great. And do you have ice cream? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Can we please get cherries and ice cream to go? And the check. Right away. Bitch. Mm. <laughs> so she's she's kind of lovely. Um. Anyway, best actor in a supporting role. Sterling K. Brown is nominated from American Fiction. You heard a little bit of him in the teaser. He's alright. I mean, he doesn't go gay enough, I guess, is the problem there. Not just that, but <laughs> there's not a whole lot to his character. He's kind of like a ne'er-do-well. But we've seen this kind of character before. It's not that special. Uh, then we got Poor Things again. So Willem Dafoe, and since we haven't seen him any, let's get a little bit of him in a trailer. Not my, my connection being disrupted. I am Bella Baxter. I'm a flawed, experimenting person. I seek outings and adventures. Bella, so much to discover. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I am finding being alive fascinating. Bella. Why I keep it in my mouth if it is revolting? <laughs> I must go punch that baby. We must experience everything, not just the good. A degradation. Shall we see? Horror. Sadness. Bella. Then we can know the world. And when we know the world, the world is ours. Well, that didn't have him at all, so let me try something else. I don't think that's fair. There's got to be a scene with him. This is the same fucking thing. Shut up. Get out of here. Also, who's in that? Fucking Gerard Carmichael. How does he get in there? But anyway, whatever. He's there. Um. Anyway, there's no scene of Willem. But yeah, he basically he's the mad scientist character who does less damage than Oppenheimer. That one. Um. But he makes the Bella character. Um, and he doesn't fuck her. So he gets applause for that, I guess. Um, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Let's go to him. Because he was pretty special. But he didn't really kill me in this performance. So I didn't vote for him. Because I just thought he didn't really do it as well as Leo for me. Uh, I thought Leo was much better 
but they matched each other pretty well. Unlike the chemistry that I didn't see between he and Lily. Let's try this one. This one's short. It's supposed to be a suicide, you dumbbell. You didn't tell him to leave the gun. I don't know why I told him to leave the gun. I told, told him exactly. him to leave the gun. Just like you what told him, kid. I don't know why he didn't. I don't know why. I told him just like you told him. You told him to do it in the front of the head, and why did he do it in the back of the head? Uh, it's so simple. The front is the front, the back is the back. Well, he has to make it look like he done himself. It just looks like murder. It's not supposed to be that way. You hear? I told him the front of the head. I said the front of the head, just like this, just like you told me. I, I promise you, I promise you, I swear on my children. No, 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 no. no I no, swear no. on my children. Okay. Now don't swear on your children. Makes you look foolish. Well, I, ain't, I ain't foolish because I don't. That's just a piece of that. And the only other reason I wouldn't vote for him is that, you know, he's, spoiler, he's playing a killer. So, obviously. Um, so, a real-life killer. Like, a killer is fine, but like a real-life killer, damn. So, Robert Downey Jr. won. I guess we'll, like, listen to, you know what? No, we didn't listen to Killian. We're not listening to Robert. He just plays this Levi Strauss guy. I'd probably said his name right, wrong. I don't give a shit. Some Strauss dude, Strauss, whatever the fuck. And he's just like this horrible government dude or whatever. Just doing these horrible things. So anyway, he's, he won or whatever, whatever. Um, then we got Barbie, Ken. Ken, I just put Ken Barbie. I'll probably find Ryan Gosling immediately. Knowing my luck. Yep. Okay, this is a funny scene. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so here's a little bit of, a very little bit, of uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken and Barbie. And I had nothing to work with, so I had to vote These for him. I voted for him. I'm sorry, but... Like, he was the b best thing about that movie. I'm not going to lie. This is where I live. You can see through the houses. So does each okay, we're skipping them because they upset me so. And we're getting to Ken. Here we go. Oh, I had that tree house. I saved up my allowance to buy it. I want to punch her in the face. You do not understand how much I hate America Ferreira's character. Presence of men. Don't question it, just roll with it, tiny baby. Don't call me baby. What about mini baby? Like this mini fridge. <laughs> no, Ken, this is my dream house. It is my dream house! It's mine! No, this is no longer Barbie's dream house. This shall henceforth be known as Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. You don't have to say dojo and house and casa. But you do, because it feels good. Try it. Mojo Dojo Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> Give it to me straight. How weird is it? Whoa, whoa. Oh my gosh. Just seeing Will Ferrell in this role is so upsetting because he's better than this usually. And he was not good. He is not funny. He is not good in that movie. Well, let's just move on. Um, Then we got the best, you know, cast in a TV show. We got drama. We got comedy. Not a whole lot in the comedy category for you to enjoy, which is actually funny, but that we'll get to in a second. Uh, ensemble in a drama series, we got The Succession Show, 
The Crown, The Gilded Age, The Last of Us, The Morning Show. The Morning Show is the biggest piece of fucking propaganda. They literally talked about January 6th. They talked about um, racism shit, which is hilarious because literally right after, I'm not even kidding, the the episode after um, uh, their racism, like, gotcha get rid of the board member who said something racist to someone um, on the team. Right after they have that episode where this chick is canceled, the next episode they focus on Juliana Margulies' character who ends up getting not canceled in real life for being a Zionist panderer. I don't even know. Not panderer. (laughs) She says a whole bunch of shit about black people, which is fucked up. And... A lot of people are upset with her about it, but she hasn't literally lost her career and still on the show as far as I know, which is hilarious. Um, But I just thought that was just a great, you know, true to life, like art imitating life, imitating art moment. So interesting. Um, So there's a lot of that in that show. There's some Elon stuff, I guess, with John Hamm's character. By the way, John Hamm is in more of this show than he is in the the one he's category uh, that he is nominated for, which was Fargo. I guess they couldn't get him in the morning show, so they tried Fargo instead. Um, it didn't work out. <laughs> but anyway, Succession was nominated. I did not like Succession that much. I didn't like the pilot when I watched it on the plane recently, and I didn't really care much for it for the first two episodes of the fourth season which I had to, like, catch up on. I didn't catch up, catch up, but, like, figure out what the fuck they were talking about during. And then the third episode happened, and because I had dealt with a real-life death of my father, that one really fucked me up. It fucked me up, and it showed me that they could really act, and so I was feeling generous after that. So I did give them ensemble in a drama series because they were the best ensemble I saw. And then alongside that, we have The Crown, which was all about Diana and her death and shit. And I had to watch the Aftermath episode. And it was infuriating because they would not turn the fucking lights on. And I get that it's a dark episode, but does it have to be literally dark? I don't think so. And then The Gilded Age and then The Last of Us, which was all right. But everybody kept like dying and it was like so quick. And then we just move on. And that's fine, it's the show or whatever. But, like, there's some... The gameplay would be nice. Like, it would be cool if it had a little bit of the energy of the pilot in the rest of it, (laughs) the last of it. But it didn't really keep that momentum for me, so I didn't really love it. And then The Morning Show, again, nominated. Um, That's really what that was. I'm not going to continue to play performances because we'll never get done if I keep playing performances. So I guess those are my favorites (laughs) from now on. Uh, unless I see something really good, then I'll play it. But not for this shit. Not for the TV shit. Except Beef. We're going to play Beef. Because I love Beef. But anyway, female actor in a drama series nominated for that was Elizabeth Debicki from The Crown. Jennifer Aniston from The Morning Show. Bella Ramsey, Last of Us. Carrie Russell, for some reason, for The Diplomat. Sarah Snook from Succession. She's the one I voted for. Male actor in a drama series, Brian Cox, Succession. I feel like they had too much succession, and it ended up being against, working against them. Billy Crudup, The Morning Show, Kieran Culkin, Succession, Matthew McFadden, Succession, and Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. I voted for Matthew McFadden, Fadian, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, 
Then we have outstanding performance from an ensemble in a comedy series, which again, not a lot of comedy. Abbott Elementary, Abbott Elementary pretends to be kind of funny, but is too, too PC for its own good. Very not PC, not very funny, but there were some moments. Uh, um, the Bear was nominated. Not that funny to me, but good performances all around. Only Murders in the Building, for some reason, is only nominated for this. Also the same with Gilded Age, only nominated for their thing. I didn't really like both of those that much. Uh, I thought it was weird seeing Selena Gomez in that role. She didn't do much of anything to impress me. I liked Paul Rudd in it. He's not nominated. I mean, I guess he's nominated in that category. But anyway, Ted Lasso, don't get the fascination with the show. I've watched a bunch of episodes now. I'm still not super on board, but I kind of get some of the humor. I'm starting to get used to Jason Sudeikis' character. And I care a little bit about Hannah Waddingham's character. Moving on, female actor in a comedy series. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Alex Borstein and Rachel Brosnahan. I guess they canceled each other out because they did not win. Quinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary, Elementary, one of the least funny characters on the show, but all right. Ayo Edebiri, the bear, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. Then we have male actor in a comedy series, Brett Goldstein. Ted Lasso, Bill Hader from the Barry, Eban Moss Bachrock, the bear, the bear, as I like to call it, and Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. We're just gonna. This is the one I voted for, and for obvious reasons, I voted for Bill Hader in fucking Barry, because Barry is one of the best shows I've seen, and also does the thing that I like so much, where it shows consequences for actions. For fuck's sake, we need to see consequences. People can't just be assholes and not have anything come of that. Let me see season four. Which is the last season, so it's off the air. I just finished it myself. Damn it, where is it? I guess this might work. I hope this sounds good. I'm really sorry. I didn't think it would end up like this. I am a good person. That is who I am. You better run. Barry, you're irredeemable. The guy I was dating in LA killed my acting teacher's girlfriend. I think I might be in a lot of trouble. You're irredeemable. What do I do? Hank, this is your chance. It's our chance. betrayed me. I showed him how I really felt and he betrayed me. Bergman, you got a visitor. I'm trying to change him. Everything okay, mi amor? Yeah. Everything's gonna be great. You better run. That was a cool song. But anyway, so, like, he's very much trying to find himself 
throughout the whole series. But in the season four, he's trying to really forgive himself, but it's really difficult to do. And he doesn't really achieve that. So then there's Jeremy Allen White, also nominated from the Thumber. <laughs> Uh, then we got female actor in a television movie or limited series, Uzo Aduba from Painkiller, which is all about fentanyl and the destruction of one big pharma company, but not all of them, because it's just one that's really bad. Catherine Hahn, Tiny Beautiful Things, kind of like, she's a mess, but she's going to give people advice. I didn't watch a whole lot of that one. It's probably the least amount that I watched of the episodes. There were a lot of things to watch. I couldn't watch everything that I wanted to watch or that I didn't want to watch. She was fine. I think she was probably given as much as she would, could give uh, in the beginning of this, this show. Then Brie Larson, Lessons in Chemistry. I really liked that one, but only mainly because of the male lead who was played by uh, Bill Pullman's son. I always forget his name something Pullman. It's not Pierce. It's something Pullman. Ugh, what is his name? Pullman, Pullman, Pullman. There aren't a lot of them. Pullman. Uh, surname. Lewis. Thank you. Lewis Pullman. Shout out to him. He's really good. I'll give you a little bit of him. Even No, I won't. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, then we got Belle Polly from A Small Light about the Nazis and the little girl in the attic. You know, you've heard that story, but this is a different girl, so it's cool. Um, she was the one who helped her uh, get to that attic, so she's very important. I didn't watch all of it. I watched a little bit of it, but she was all right in it. I liked her accent. She did a good accent. Like She was like doing a couple of accents, so I was pretty impressive. Then Ali Wong Beef. So I'll get a little bit of that for you because I really like beef and you're going to listen to it. I don't, I don't know what to say. Ali Wong Beef. Maybe I should say her character. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can do that. And I'm going to tell him that Danny and Paul are holding us hostage. All of us. Okay? Hey, it's a good idea. Hey, Zugzar, those doors lock from this side? I, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah, they do. Then let's go, move! All right, go, 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 motherfucker! Fucking go! Okay, go. Move! These cops better not test me. I'm not going back to jail. I think, what are you doing, man? This is all your fault. Mayo! Oh, shit! South door's closed! Get him! And because I don't want that to be a spoiler, I'm going to scooch on past this scene, or this part of the scene, to this part. Here, call your husband. Call him now. Hurry! George! Amy! Yeah, June's in my car outside. She's in the car? Yes, she's in my car right outside, and, and Danny and Paul are holding us hostage. George. George, Hello? Call 911! Get up! Call 911! Get the fuck up! Call 911! 911, what's your emergency? I'm at 22 Mountain View Trail. I have a woman hostage. And I'll fucking kill her! I'll shoot her! Did you hear that? I'm fucking serious! 
And it was a very intense scene, that episode. Um, but you heard a little bit of my dude for a male actor in a television series or limited uh, te- television movie or limited series. Uh, first, there's Matt Bomer. The thing about Matt Bomer, I don't know if you noticed this, but I watched all of the episodes of Fellow Travelers, and I have to say, his voice is kind of annoying sometimes. I don't know. There's something about, and he does this in this in this show so much, where he just does the whisper talking, and it's so annoying. I I don't know what to say. It's very annoying. It really started to grate on me, and I think that might have something to do with people not loving his performance, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I wasn't super impressed with his performance. He gave a little bit at the end, but it wasn't enough and it was too late. John Hamm, John Hamm's character in Fargo, like, I don't know. Like we've seen this guy before. It wasn't special for me. I wasn't super impressed with him either. David Oyelowo from Lawman Bass Reeves, which I believe is a very thin based on a true story kind of thing. Um, I didn't love the uh, show itself, so I, I didn't watch but two episodes or so. But from what I saw, he did a good job. He just didn't stand out very much. Tony Shalhoub in Mr. Monk's Last Case, a Monk movie, like, it's a fine performance, but nothing compared to what he did on the Mrs. Maisel show. So I just was like, eh. He's phoning it in, kind of. Like, it's not very expe- exceptional. But I guess it's cool to see him again, that character. But I have forgotten what the fuck happened on the first one. Because I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> so, I don't know. Steven Yun was nominated for Beef. Um, and I'll get to him later because I'm going to do like a recap of the awards show. Which is taking a long time to get to, but I apologize. I'm getting to it. Here's a scene from he- from Beef with him eating some beef. Hi, this is Danny Cho. I'm calling about the Summit Drive property. I run a very successful residential construction company, and I'm very serious about buying. So please call me back. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Danny Cho again. I call. I just called about the Summit Drive property. I wasn't sure if this is a landline, so here's my number just in case. 818 818- Hi, Danny again. Um, I also have money for the down payment. I forgot to mention that. I have money. Please call me back. Um, so that is an interesting scene because he's eating a burger and fries and stuff the whole time from Burger King. So it was the worst commercial for Burger King I've ever watched because he looks so miserable and seems miserable and he throws up or starts to throw up at the end, but he doesn't. So 
that's just one of the great scenes that he did in that show. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, stunts were also nominated. Stunt ensembles in the motion picture. Barbie was somehow nominated for that. That's absolutely a joke. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning was nominated. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I finally watched that and I was like, what? Because <laughs> it was a little too, like, that was a good propaganda film if you look at, like, what we're looking at in the future. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. What a... That was a chore. I didn't watch all of it. I'm not going to lie. I just watched those fight scenes of these sometimes because I could not stand the rest of it. Uh, but I watched all of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because I had seen the first two. And I just watched little bits and pieces of Di Diana, Diana <laughs> about of uh, Indiana Jones. Um, then John Wick Chapter 4 I had already seen and pretty much had decided that I was going to vote for because I enjoyed it so much. I thought it was really special in like, that one scene from like high up that was really brilliantly done um i just think their stunts are just on another level but that might be just me stunt ensemble in a television series was ahsoka which i had never seen before and i never want to see again barry amazing beef the last of us and the mandalorian i voted for beef because i thought beef really killed it in that one scene that i played for you where the hostage taking was happening so then I will regale you with what happened at the award show itself. So when I told you that I watched the award show, I didn't watch that on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. So I was invited to a SAG Awards party. So I went there. It was at Dave and Buster's in Hollywood, amazingly. And I didn't realize at the time that made sense, actually, because there's a great scene, very funny, in a Dave and Buster's in Barry season four. So I thought it was really funny in retrospect. And I wish I had known that before and could have said something. But anyway, I go there and we get like a game card, which is pretty cool that we could use at the end of the award show from seven to eight. So they closed it from five to eight. Not, that's not correct. <laughs> three? No. Yeah, three, three to eight. Yeah, it was, it was uh, closed until then. And I had never been to this Hollywood location one. I had never been to Dave & Buster's that I know of. I've been to a, an arcade and I've gotten the arcade things. And then I got the arcade things with my tickets later. But anyway, we watched the SAG Awards first. First thing was up was the red carpet. SAG Awards notes start with the red carpet. So I wrote all this stuff for you down on the day of, on the 24th. I had voted previously on the 23rd on after midnight. That's when I voted and I made all my, all my selections and that was it. And so here we go. So the red carpet, I was struck by the Oppen homies, like them trying to like get away from the whole nuclear uh, bomb thing and talk about something fun with the set. <laughs> Let's not talk about the bomb stuff I wrote down. And then Alan Ruck stopped running his car into buildings in time to join the proceedings. So we saw him on the red carpet. We see him quite a bit more than I thought we would with him having that case. Um, by the way, the building that he ran into with his car, and I will, I will leave that in the notes if I remember. I'll put it right here so I can put it there. Uh, article here. All right, I put it in here. Yeah, there it is. Um, 
he ran into the building like a restaurant down the street from me. That's the one he ran into. It's crazy. Whatever. But anyway, he's there. Have fun. Um, the plebes are invited to viewing parties, not the actual ceremony. I wanted to tell you that because I did not get an invitation to the actual SAG Awards. We do not go to that. We are part of the 100,000 or so. There's way more than that. 100,129. I cannot count. <laughs> 100,000, 129,000, something like that. I don't know. I don't know how many people were invited, but we were not. That's all I know. Um, the first glitch happens six minutes into the stream, I noted. There's a Devil Wears Prada reunion, and it's quite awkward. And I played it for my mic check, so I might as well play it now. It's pretty crazy, because I will say that Idris Elba was hosting, I guess, this show. But he was shit. He was shit. What was he on? Because what his what was his issue that he was slurring so much? Like it was insane. And he didn't even notice it. Like that's what 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 was odd about it is that he didn't acknowledge it. He just like moved on. Like he said a sentence correctly. What? <laughs> Who invited Biden? Anyway, here we go. And now, four words that anyone can say. Please welcome Meryl Streep. Four words that anyone can say. I don't think that's the sentence he wanted to say. <laughs> Two things, I forgot my glasses. Really? <laughs> and the envelope. old question. Where does the character end and the actor begin? Well, as we've just I, I, seen Marilyn Miranda Priestley, uh, those are like twins. <laughs> right? I don't think I'm anything like Miranda No, Priestley. no. That wasn't a question. By all means, move at a glacial pace. You know how that throws me. Okay, the nominees for male actor in a comedy series are... <laughs> so awkward. But it was a fun moment. I did note that, you know, it was a fun moment. That um, was interesting. It caught my attention. Um, <laughs> hearing America Ferreira read off the teleprompter that Barbie shattered the glass ceiling... I wanted to puke so bad. <laughs> I laughed so hard and nobody noticed it. I mean, uh, luckily nobody noticed how sarcastic I was being because if they did, they probably wouldn't like me very much. I just felt well, kind of alone in that audience in the with the people that I was with who were just like glued to the screen. Oh my gosh, look at the celebrity. Uh, let me take a picture of this. Oh, I'm going to put this on Instagram and that sort of thing. I could not care less. Um, the interviews throughout the show were kind of awkward and were just 
there because we didn't have commercials and we needed to lengthen out, have it have some filler to fit the runtime, I guess. We paid for two hours, we gotta make the two hours happen. And that's how we do it, is have weird interviews with people after they won an award that we could have done elsewhere and posted. That's pretty much what happened. Most awkward, most awkward part so far is Storm Reed. I'm not sure who that is, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and this other guy, I can't remember his name at all. I just wrote guy. I apologize to that guy. I'm sure he's just fine. And then I almost forgot who Glenn Powell was at one point. And I was like, oh, that's Glenn Powell. I know him from something. Um, the second glitch was at 5.37 p.m. So 37 minutes into the proceedings. Divine had the most well-written speech so far, I thought. You go watch it yourself. Enjoy. Um, she just, like, noted that she's an actor and it took a while and to keep trucking, basically. Same shit you hear, but, like, very well done. Um, you know, the little man, you know, that sort of thing. It could happen. Uh, oh, my gosh. The barber. We got to listen to the barber speech because you have to hear what I had to hear. I'm sorry. But that's going to happen. This is the Barbara propaganda speech. I'll just cut to the most propaganda part. I don't know. It's a long one. But, um... I'll try my best here. Barbara Streisand, who is already insufferable. Let's give her a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, I got it. Oh, bitch. Okay. I got it. I gotcha. Alright, I'm going to skip to the most egregious part. Oh my gosh, I do not care. Okay. Just a bunch of meandering, like stream of consciousness like she didn't even bother writing anything it was weird fashion for a couple of hours people can sit in a theater and escape their own troubles what an idea moving pictures on a screen and i can't help but think back to the people who built this industry ironically they were also escaping their own troubles Men like Shmuel Gelbfish, who changed his name to Samuel Goldwyn. Eliezer Mayer, who became Louis B. Mayer. And the also a molester, just so you know. Not great people. All studio heads. Or Wansel Brothers, who became Warner Brothers. They were all fleeing the prejudice they faced in Eastern Europe simply because of their religion. Like, what is the point of bringing this up? You know what I mean? At this point in history, why are we bringing this up right now? What other reason could there be other than, you know, the war that's going on and turn into a massive genocide of sorts? Like, what else could you be doing that for, Barbara? Also, studio heads weren't escaping persecution and finding a better life. They were pieces of shit who treated actors like shit. So thanks for bringing them up, dumbass. How about the Lumiere brothers? Also not Jewish, so it doesn't work with your thing, but, or maybe they are, who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point how many Jewishes are in the industry, but they were innovators. Uh, my girl, uh, 
Alice Guy-Pleche, also an innovator. Um, let me see if there's anything else in here that I wanted to. All right, here we go. Tonight in this room. And so once again, I'd like to thank SAG-AFTRA for this fabulous honor. Um, and to say to my fellow actors and directors, I've loved working with you, playing with you, and inhabiting that magical world of the movies with you. Okay, I thought she said something else. Anyway, um, that's basically it there. And then there's uh, the, the leadership came out of the SAG-AFTRA. So it was like Duncan and then, you know, Fran, and then her having a speech about AI being so bad. Well, why did you allow... Whatever, bitch. Anyway, I said, uh, the leadership is acknowledged for their efforts, in quotations. Sure, we, we survived the longest strike in history. M me, barely. More bullshit. Oh, and then they had a Breaking Bad reunion, which was cool. Uh, presenting best cast in a drama with stupid teleprompter shit pointed out by multiple cast members. Ha, Bob and Hank... Why did I say Bob, Bob and Hank? Oh, yeah, because, okay, Bob and Norris, Dean Norris, sorry, Bob Odenkirk called out their bullshit with the teleprompter. That was pretty funny. Let's get that. Hold on, let me scoot. We're thrilled to bestow it on another group of actors. Ensemble. The E stands for the excellence that each cast member brings to every exciting episode <laughs> e and the letter n n stands for no no fucking way i'm gonna do this cheesy thing where you say each letter of the word i'm not doing it uh i mean i think we have to tell them i yeah, don't care yeah teleprompter my ass <laughs> i got a beer and a couple shots backstage so let's get this thing going <laughs> They're just fun. I just enjoyed that little break in the monotony um, that they gave. And then, um, okay, so then we'll go to, like, the SAG Awards recipients. Do to do My scorecard, which is really shit. Uh, okay. So, like I said, Killers of the Flower Moon did not get best cast in a motion picture. It went to Oppenheimer. The Holdovers didn't win for Paul Giamatti. It went to shit Killian Murphy female actor in a supporting role was Divine Joy Randolph Barbie did not win for Ryan Gosling it was Robert Downey Jr Maestro didn't win for Carrie Mulligan it was god damn it Carrie Mulligan who was that I don't remember it doesn't matter Lily Gladstone Lily Gladstone John Wick Chapter 4 did not win Best Ense Stunt Ensemble in a Motion Picture. That went to Mission Impossible, The Reckoning Part 1. There's a lot of those, I guess. Um, Succession won Best Ensemble in a Drama Series, like I wanted it to. Yay. Female actor in a Drama Series, Sarah Snook, did not happen. It was <laughs> Diana or uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki. And then Male actor in a Drama Series went to... Pedro Pascal, who had one of the dumbest fucking speeches of the night, because he pretended to be drunk, which I don't believe, but it worked. It gave him virality. Good for him. 
It's literally the first thing that comes up, SAG Awards. And the actor goes to... <laughs> oh, by the way, this is the, this is the gentleman that I couldn't remember the name of. Let's find out his name. <laughs> I don't know it still. Okay. But he's in Tad Lasso. I don't know all their characters' names. I mean, I don't know all their names. But I guess he's Jamie. He's the Jamie character. God damn it. Okay. Pascal, the last of us! This is, uh, this is, this is wrong for a number of reasons. Um, I'm a little drunk. Uh, I thought I could get drunk. And, uh, uh, thank you, HBO. Uh, uh, oh, geez, Louise. Um, I'm making a fool of myself. But, thank I'm making a fool of myself. Without making a fool of yourself. You're just saying, he's telegraphing, as we like to say in the industry. He's implica implicating, implying that he's making a fool of himself. But he's not actually doing it. He's trying to make you believe that he's doing that. You know who made a fool of himself? Idris Alba. All night. Fucked up all the time. Was he drunk? What was going on there? He seemed more drunk than this fucker. Thank you so much for this. Um, I've been in the union uh, since 1999, so this is an incredible fucking honor. We're on Netflix. And... Um, uh, 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 to the nominees, all of you, I can't remember any of your names right now, uh, to- That's rude, by the way, <laughs> because they were just, they just announced their names. They just now did. And he's going to go on to say all these agents or whatever that he has, all these other people whom he can remember the names of, yet he's drunk. To, uh, Craig Mason, Neil Druckmann- uh, 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 Franny, um, Casey at HBO, uh, it's very appropriate you've given me a job because I grew up watching your network, I have no skills, I have no other interests, so the least you could do is give me a job. Um, Franklin and Sue, you're with me here tonight, my family, who's maybe watching, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have a panic attack and I'm gonna leave. And that's how you make history, some fucking how. Pretend to be drunk. Get an award easy beef uh steven young won and ali wong won and they did not get best ensemble in a television series i went to the last of us barry won nothing sadly for me uh, but best ensemble in a comedy series went to the the bear and then um male actor in a comedy series went to jeremy allen white and then Io won. I don't know why that's not in here. Oh, yeah, Sarah Snook. She won the Sarah Snook one. No, she didn't. She won. Um, what the fuck did she win? I forget what she won. But Io Edibiri definitely won. Wait, did she win something? Oh, I don't even remember. I thought I saw her speech. Yes, she did have a speech. She won for the bear. I don't remember what category. And then there was... Um, Oh, she won against uh, Alex Borstein. So female actor in a comedy series. She won that. It's hard for me to figure that out because I don't have the whole list here. And I'm just going by my notes. Um, 
of my scorecard, which was not well done. Anyway, that's basically what happened. I guess, um, basically wrapping it up, it was a long ass show and it's the last, um, big show before the Oscars, I believe. And then the Oscars are going to happen and that's going to be a mess and we'll see what happens there. I don't know if I'm going to do an Oscars edition episode, only if there's a lot of Oppenheimer bullshit, which will probably happen. But yeah, basically it's crazy because I didn't have a whole lot to choose from, but I made my decisions and I feel like I really contributed to society by voting on this award show, which was totally not just an exercise in narcissism. Anyway, everybody's a good actor uh, who's nominated, even the ones who aren't. And um, I'm good at judging acting because I do it. And I've been told I do it well. And also, I'm really good at examining features on people's faces and their expressions and their their line delivery. I sometimes will look at something and be like, that wasn't the right way to deliver that line. I would have delivered that way better. Um, but... Yeah, those who can't teach, I'm not teaching anyone, but I am hopefully going to get back out there as soon as possible to show them how it's done, as they say. Thanks for listening to this. And so I really appreciate your listening to the show. Please, again, check out the YouTube channel. Um, if you want to look at anything that I talked about, go ahead and do that. I think I only have one link for this episode, and it'll be that Ellen Ruck article so you can uh, laugh at that for yourself um i will let you know that i am going on a trip as i told you before in case you missed that <laughs> so my next episode will be a little sooner than usual so it'll be before the 19th before the 18th most likely of next month which is march uh, happy Leap Day to everybody, because this is Leap Day. Uh, you know, happy birthday to everybody who's turning whatever age they're turning, but not really turning. Um, that's a funny thing to me. And, um, yeah, so propaganda still thrives in Hollywood. But at least I didn't have to deal with any of the bullshit in my neighborhood because this was at the Shrine Auditorium that they held the thing. So I wouldn't even want to go down there because no thank you. Also, like how weird must that be coming out of this swanky ass auditorium into the reality of downtown LA that will never be your reality again, allegedly. Probably won't be your unless you get caught doing stuff, I guess. And even then, you probably won't end up indigent. But yeah, let's not worry about that crisis. Let's just worry about giving awards to people. That's so much more important. Oh, I did want to say, oh, at the Dave & Buster's, I ended up getting with the tickets that I earned, which was seven, 576 in a, less than an hour. I think that's pretty impressive for how little gameplay I did. I was really strategic trying to get the tickets, the amount of tickets that I did. And I did get them, and I used them to get a triangle game, which I guess I'm going to gift to someone because it's still in the box. I got like a little piggy racer toy. That's cute. It's on my table. 
looking at the television. And then I also got two bracelets, one for a friend and one for me, like back in my childhood when I would get the bracelet with the tickets at the whatever place I was, not a Dave & Buster's, but something like that in Georgia. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, it was overall it was a fun night, even though it felt kind of superfluous and propaganda ridden. <laughs> what are you going to do though? Like they're going to continue to make propaganda films. I mean, I, I guess I'm taken, I mean, it, it's not as bad, the Oppenheimer stuff, when you think about that they're already done movies about this fucker. So like, it's not even new, which is funny, but I don't know. It was interesting. And there's a lot of real people in these things too. Like it's really a bummer. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't think it would be fair to just watch all the real people and then compare them to the performances. I was like, I want to put that separate. And also I don't want to watch everybody, all these different people and get to know all these real people. It's too much work. So I did not do that. So anyway, that's about it. I love you very much. Thanks for listening, and be good to each other, and don't vote in the primary. Oh, wait, did I say that? My bad. Or do, I don't know, it doesn't matter which shit sandwich you buy, you're still gonna have cancer, I guess. Alright, love you. Bye.